Hey, Chris here from Planning Face Syndicate. Before we start the show tonight, I wanted to give a quick shout out to a Portland game store in Oregon that is hosting an X-Wing benefit tournament called You Can Do, a childhood cancer summer camp program. The tournament is next weekend, so if you can make it, the tournament itself is only $20 and proceeds are going to help provide a medically supervised camp programming for families with adolescents fighting cancer in Oregon. This has been going on since 1986. You Can Do has served more than 1,600 families. Now, this has a little bit of a um, personal feeling close to home for me. I can't make it to Portland, Portland, but they have offered to set up a donation link, which we will link right in the description of the show called You Can Do Donation, where you can donate money without having to actually be there for it. If you want to play the tournament, hey, go ahead. It's a great charity event where they give all the money essentially to this You Can Do um, foundation. But if you would like to, you're more than welcome to go ahead and just throw a $10 or more donation towards this event. Their goal is to raise $15,000 or $1,500 this year to offset the cost of sending a single child to the camp for a whole week. A player has donated a pair of those amazing sparkly dice, which I don't have a picture of, but you can imagine them, right? They're the world's dice that uh, some people have. I don't have them. But some people have them and you can win um, as each $10 donation that you make will give you a chance to win the raffle for it. So come out, support a good cause if you can. If you can't, hey, throw a $10 donation because, again, there is a lot of people whose families are in need and this is an amazing cause. Thank you. The link is in the description. Now for your regular programming delight. Here's Planning Face Syndicate. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate, episode 128. We're going to do Battle of Endor preview and some things out discussion. Tonight, JJ finally returns from his, his sabbatical as the prodigal son tonight. Still wearing his lion's hat, though now he owes me two more weeks of having to wear that in the off season. But we're going to be talking about his run in PAX tonight with his Fangs Out tournament. We're also going to talk about the Singapore World Qualifier, a few other store champs, and if that was not enough, we have Battle of Endor lined up for you. We don't know if these are true cards, but we're going to guess based on some of the crazy, the craziness and the wording schemes in them, the probability is very high that they are real. Joining me tonight on mic is going to be Alex 
the bench warmer himself. How are you tonight, sir? Oh, I'm doing well. Uh, let's just not talk about the Lions game today. That'll be fine. Yeah, I didn't even watch it. That's how awesome they did today. <laughs> also joining us is the prodigal son himself, JJ. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing all right. It's uh, it's good to be back. I've been off for a little bit. So right before Thanksgiving, I went down to Florida. Um, I had a stream scheduled over there. Unfortunately, the store closed a lot sooner than I could set up my stream gear. I originally was going to run a live stream of the uh, Children of Mandalore scenario pack uh, with Krabok, uh, who is um, a- another streamer. He does general board games over there. Unfortunately, we just didn't get time to to get it recorded uh, all the way, but uh, that was a, a ton of fun. Uh, we did post a separate video of a quick game that we did of that on his channel, so check it out when you guys have time. Uh, came back the following Sunday, uh, tired and exhausted. We had driven to Florida and driven back, and then last week we went, I went out to PAX, uh, all set up and ready with my gear to go get a live stream for PAX, and Skull Squadron was able to do it, only to be told uh, by uh, the staff there at PAX that, I was not allowed to plug in um, for electricity at any point. So I had battery backups uh, and thanks to Chris Allen as well, who uh, who actually offered to help me out there as well uh, for my cameras. Uh, however, my laptop that actually runs the stream uh, needed a power source and I, I would get through like maybe 30 minutes of the game before my laptop would have died. Um, so unfortunately, I wasn't able to get a stream for PAX, but I got to see a lot of people again over at PAX, had a great time and got to play some Star Wars Unlimited and my goodness am i going to go hard for that game it is such a fun game yeah so we'll have to do like a discussion later on i think about unlimited uh maybe maybe during the holiday break or something like that um because there is some speculation and some some talk around it uh so it looks pretty cool to me uh i heard somebody got me some uh promos uh that they're gonna have to send me Yes, uh, and I'll actually find those here because I have them nearby, and I'll put them on. Hang on. Go. <laughs> so that was that was pretty fun. This weekend, I was gone uh, to Ludington. My nephew had a hockey tournament, and uh, we went out. Uh, I went out with him to watch him, and I can tell you, draws are such a pain in the ass. Like, really, they just are not super fun in any sport that you play. Um, his team won the first game. Uh, we're winning the second game, but ended up drawing. And then the last game, they got their ass to Santa to them. So we didn't get into the finals. You got them sideways, buddy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Those are cool. Those are yours, buddy. Awesome. And then uh, I got to, so Saturday night, um, <clears throat> my nephew's never played X-Wing before. And he always bugs me. And so he was like, hey, you want to play some X-Wing? I'm bored. Sure. And of course we go to play. Guess what? Who forgot his damage deck at home? <laughs> so huh. we just used um player cards and just called everything non-crits. Um, which is probably better for a beginner anyway, because if you think about it, like <laughs> like him taking all the crits on Han would not have been a fun day. He would have been pretty pissed off. Um, but I could tell you, stupid Han list is good even in a hand of a player that has never played x-way ever in his life um that list still can kick out and kill and hit things but the exciting part was 
we ended up having um like I don't know like ten people stop by, and I guess that's kind of what I want to kick off the show with is we talk a lot about you know visibility and how do we get more players in the X Wing. I feel like we should all be going to like malls or something and demoing this game ourselves because I literally had ten people come up and ask me what it is, and of course it's Michigan, right? So everybody's around. And everybody goes, ah, I don't know. And I was like, well, where do you live? Oh, you live in Granville. Oh, you live in, you know, north of Grand Rapids. Here, here's the name of my store. Come down Monday. You can play for free. Just just show up. We'll have I'll tell you what, if we have enough new people, we'll let you all play. And the rest of us who have played for years will just sit, sit back and, you know, coach you. But it was kind of <laughs> it was kind of a fun time because I was able to show this one kid and his dad came back down. And his dad was like, um, yeah, my son really was interested, is into the Star Wars and he saw your game and now we, he's going to probably make me buy it. And I was like, well, send him down to the store first. Tell him to play the game with us first before you go out and buy it. Um, that way he can at least like enjoy that piece of it. Um, so I don't know, JJ, I, I haven't bought any of the new uh, starter pack stuff, but I assume you did because you needed uh, the Vader. So yes, if you if you were to buy just those two starter packs, is that enough for somebody to start the game out with? If you bought yeah, a Rebel and, and an and a Empire one? Yeah, absolutely. We actually had um, a few months ago, we actually had a couple that came in and they had purchased one of each and they pretty much got right into the game. They had their uh, their standard loadout pilot cards and they had everything that they needed to get started and play a full match. And uh, and we walked them through it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely possible to do that with just the starter packs. Fair enough. Yeah, and, so and on another note, I do agree with you, like having... Um, like demoing the game, like seeing it like on the table and stuff, you know, while I was playing in packs, I mean, we had a constant flow of people stopping by the tables, uh, to like taking a look at what we were playing and asking questions about it. And, you know, the, uh, the judging staff was really good at, you know, fielding the questions and running them through what the game looks like and stuff and like telling them, you know, um, where to find the stuff, the game and stuff. And I'm telling you like the, the number one seller for this game is the players because, you know, the, the models are iconic. They're great. It looks fantastic on the board. And when you get people that are animating the game and talking about it, I mean, you're you're going to get new players into the game that way. Easy. Fair enough. But anyway, I just kind of thought that was, you know, I don't know, that was, it's weird. You know, like I'm, I've been kind of bored with the current points meta um, and I've been very much wanting a points change, but being able to play some of the stuff with newer players and show people, then that was, that was pretty fun. That was kind of brought me back to when I first started in the game and was like, Oh, what does this do? Oh, until somebody showed me Torkoal mucks and I wanted to murder <laughs> them. So um, my and nephew, it's me. <laughs> yeah, my my nephew and his father, um, my brother-in-law, they have they have they have a running list. I don't know if they actually keep the list, but they have this running list of things Tanner hates um, because I say I hate that so much, I guess. Um, and it was funny because we we're playing the game and I was like, God damn it, I hate that hot. And he's like, oh, that's number one hundred and seventy two of things you hate on Tanner's list. And it's like, yeah, yeah. OK, well, <laughs> we won't introduce you to Torkel Bucks. And then we don't have to deal with it. So, 
With that being said, I think there was somebody that actually played in the tournament this weekend. Uh, Mr. Alex, your Michigan team played in the Rust Cup, which we talked about a little bit last week. How did your Rust Cup experience go? Uh, it was very fun. Um, Name um always puts on great tournaments. Location is probably one of the best game stores I've ever been to. Had a bunch of room, bunch of great guys. There was four teams. Most of them had six or seven people. We only had five. Um, and it was great. Uh, and we won. Detroit's on top, just like a map right, right above Ohio. Yeah. You know why Detroit won? Is because the West Side decided they didn't want to show up this year. So we're like, hey, we're going to give the East Side a win for the year. They offered, uh, they said that we could host it up here in Michigan. I told them there's absolutely no reason for that. No one will show up. Just the Grand Rapids crew. And like their, their store is so much cooler. It's such a great store. Uh, Recess Games out in North Olmstead. It's only about like a two and a half hour drive too. It wasn't bad. We got an Airbnb, stayed over last night. Um, actually got around to having a discussion about, you know, 11, 12 hours before the whole tournament itself. So that minor prep work paid off. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because last year we did the same thing. We stayed in a, in a Airbnb and we sat around the night before and talked about how, who we were going to match up with who based on the list and, and stuff like that. And then you guys came in and you're like, hey, we didn't do any planning. We just got drunk. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then look, this time you guys came out on top. Oh, no, they, they got drunk and uh, I needed something to do during work. So I made a bunch of notes about, hey, here's what we should do for matchups. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you should have taken over the Star Killers team with JJ retiring. Jeez, that's a lot of effort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even team captain. This is Matt didn't even play since like GT, and he's our team captain. Oh wow! Didn't even, what, didn't even know what list he wanted to run, so we're just like here, just take Ray. Ray will just murder everything, and that's what he did. We all went three and one, except for Grawbird, who went three zero oh, and one. He was for half the tournament the most successful separatist player at one tie. Everyone else <laughs> lost. <laughs> yeah go figure right did he did he play a separatist list when um you had to put it in it, it, it's in there yeah he just wanted to play it in the first round and get it over with so he can have like the variety medal they give i also played republic for the first round but i play republic occasionally anyway so it was not that big of a deal and then technically i think I had top in faction and scum. Groverg had top in empire. Top, top, uh, yeah, top in empire and Cody had top in FO, which shouldn't be surprising there. So, what a bunch of really cool stuff. And then we went to uh, the brewery afterward that we always go to. I got to hang out with a bunch of the Pittsburgh crew. They're super cool. Uh, and yeah, it was a great time. I absolutely love that uh, team format and everyone down there. It's the best part about Ohio. Except for it's Ohio. So that's kind of, yeah, you got to take it down a little bit because of that. So people are cool, but the uh, 
the state is uh yeah <laughs> they give us just as much flack about michigan so it's justified mm, but michigan's a little bit better than just gonna stay make that statement for the for somebody that has lived in both of the states i can honestly make that statement that michigan is better period One of these days we'll take back toledo yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I'm glad everybody had a good weekend and um, stuff like that. I think what we want to do is, as we're kind of going through things, why don't we roll into the things out discussion real quick? Um, JJ essentially played in a things out tournament, um, and I'm going to go over the rules real quick, and then what we could do is kind of get into you know what happened. Uh, what your run was, any of that fancy um, stuff. So essentially, a things out tournament is uh, is the same thing as a, a regular tournament, a Star Champ tournament, right? Except for the differences is the event time rounds are only sixty minutes, and then on top of that, you have a timed planning phase. So your planning phase is two minutes, and we actually did this um, at. Uh, in our locals the other day and it was pretty fun um yeah. i will say uh personally i found it extremely fun uh to do but uh it is definitely challenging if you have a lot more um ships to do so even five ships like making sure you get your dial set you know what you want to do like if you're the rebels, it doesn't matter, right? Because you just you can one forward, one bank, you can do whatever dumb thing you want with the rebels. But if you actually want to fly like separatists or something that doesn't have one and two straight only maneuvers, like oh my god, it is yeah. crazy uh, to think about. Um, we probably don't have to get into how to roll the attack dice. It's, it's inconsequential. The only thing that's different is if you miss your manning, your planning phase. Essentially, you are not assigned a dial um, at all, and you have to perform a white two straight maneuver. So essentially, it's like if you miss dial on a stress, it's the same thing, um, except for in this case. And this is where I wanted to talk a little bit about if you are not assigned a dial maneuver, how many cards does that actually affect? Right. Um, That's quite a bit, actually. It's my anti Django and Rick Ali tech. Everybody gets two minutes. And... I want to do the two straight anyways, but now I don't have a dial for them to check for my reveal maneuvers and they don't get their ability. Cough. Yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a ton of fun. Now, the caveat for uh, the things that we played at PAX is that they still had the variable timer. So some rounds were 58 minutes, some rounds were uh, 62 minutes. Uh, so it just depended on, you know, the round, right? You just knew that there's approximately 60 minutes and time would be called around that that point, right? Um, it was definitely a ton of fun. I mean, we started the event um, at about 11.15. And by the time we're done with round number three, um, it was about 2.30. Um, and we, we just ran straight through uh, three rounds with the fourth round about to start right then. Um, and, then the, and then they announced stuff that we'll get into um but it was definitely a ton of fun it felt um you definitely felt more pressure on thinking about what your um 
what your next moves were going to be ahead of time because as part of this you were not allowed to touch your dials like set your dials like you know while you're doing all the shooting and stuff like that you're only ever allowed to touch your dials once you completed the end phase and then set the timer and then you're able to actually touch your dials and set there so you couldn't cheat and set your dials ahead of time um so you you really had um you really had to to make quick snap decisions on there and you could it really affected um how you're gonna play um the round the first round that i played was actually a, a newer player um is um his his name on roll better is Mauro demo but he comes from uh rhode island uh, which is really awesome he was playing his very first tournament uh that day uh he had brought his list with him two packs and decided to try it out and uh, we had a great game. He actually almost won the game if I wasn't able to put in the final two damage on his 10 num, uh, which brought me just three points ahead of him because he he was controlling the crates really, really well and did really well for his first game. Um, and we had a blast playing the game. It was it was just a ton of fun there. Um, but uh, it's actually a format that I think that should be done more because I feel like you're able to get more X-Wing in and um in a shorter amount of time and i feel like you can run a full tournament and still have like the rest of the day to do whatever you want to and just run like those quick those quick games i think it's it's a, a really good format so one of the questions i had <clears throat> is jj were the end scores lower or because you cut down the planning phase time did people essentially still get six to seven rounds in a game? So for the first round, uh, for round number one, there are definitely a couple of low scores. Um, I know for mine, it was 10 to seven. Um, there were a couple of other games that finished off like around six to seven points on average because uh, people were still getting used to the format. Uh, but once the second and third rounds came in, there were definitely games that already finished by the time the timer went off. Um, I know for me, my last two games, um, my my second game came down to the um, to the timer, and I won by one point. It was nineteen to eighteen, um, and we did definitely went about seven rounds. And then my last uh, my last game, uh, we we went over twenty points, and we were close to five five to six rounds at that point. Um, so it it still was about the same length as a regular game. Um, because again, you're not spending so much time during the planning phase thinking about it that you're getting more into the to rolling dice and moving ships at that point. And we're still talking about lists that had five to six ships um, on each side. So. All right. So I mean, it seems that for the most part, it's similar. It's just forcing you to play faster, which I guess we we won't. Alex is excluded from every Fangs Out tournament ever. So you can cut down on the one minute and I'll be totally fine. Easy. Five ships, no problem. Yeah. Alex moves, bumps everybody's ships, throws his dice, and then goes, All right, let's go to the next <laughs> round. Come on. <laughs> My fault they continue to joust me. Yeah. It, it was, um, it it definitely i think there's only one round and out of all the entire tournament where we came close to like the the last out being set with like three seconds left on the clock um but beyond that it's like i don't think i saw anybody around me that actually ran out of time during the planning phase to um to assign their dials thankfully 
Well, that's good. Why don't we move on a little bit to kind of what was ran? So I guess, JJ, the, the story, that you, did you get your store champ invite then? Because they see they only played three rounds. So, yeah. So um, I'm going to start off this story by first off thinking um, by by thanking Andrew Lewinsky and Liberty Squadron for putting on these events. Uh, they definitely did a great job in organizing everybody and making sure that the tournament was running very, very smoothly. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for running the event. You guys are great. Um, we started off things out uh, with the announcement that a store invite was going to be given out because we did have 16 registered players. And we started off game uh, round one with eight tables set for all the matchups. Um, we had a few players drop. Um pretty much immediately when they started the first round, um, leaving us with 14 players, but we kept on playing. And then uh, they were told by Luminous Games, who was um, essentially running, like who paid for the event to be run um, at PAX to that they will not be honoring the invite or giving out the invite because they could not verify that 16 players um, were, were there to to start the game so um i at the end of round three i was the only three and zero player um the invite would have been given to me we were going to start the fourth round um but after the announcement that the invite was no longer going to be given out everybody collectively decided that we were no longer going to play uh so we ended the tournament with just three rounds played uh which is unfortunate but there's not much we can do at that point so it seems kind of silly that they still just wouldn't have honored it because he had 16 there to begin with, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it was um, it was definitely disheartening. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> lie. Uh, that That's something that felt like, man, like at, a, at an event level like PAX, you know, you think that if people would have, if people did show up there and people paid to be there and they bought their tickets to be there, that... You know, if we were at that number when we started and people dropped because they had to leave for whatever reason, it was the final day, that you would still honor it, right? Because people were there, obviously, and they, they paid to be there. So, but again, you know, after trying to appeal the decision, um, they would not budge. So that's that's where we're at with that, unfortunately. Did they offer refunds at least? <laughs> no, no. I wish... Yeah, thankfully the to uh, to play at the events there in PAX, it didn't cost anything. All you needed to do was just basically pay for your ticket there for uh, for PAX, and you can play everything else there. So, all right. Well, it looks like you're running your similar style list, except for this time you put Marky Steel in there. Yeah. So. Um... <laughs> I I was listening to yet another X-Wing podcast and I was listening to Andrew Lewinsky uh, talk about the different events that they're going to have. Uh, day one of the PAX event, they did have an extended tournament that had a store invite on the line for that as well. Um, so I originally packed my list for extended, thinking that it also was going to be for the main event uh, for the following day. Um, I was too lazy to take out my Empire list that had been sitting there for for since I last went to Richmond the previous month, and I just didn't want to take it out of my box. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take it with me just in case somebody needs it. And turns out it was me who needed it because when I submitted my list at PAX, they're like, uh, you know that this is not this is a standard tournament, right? Not extended. And I'm like, oh crap! Uh, I haven't touched this list in like 
like literal months now at this point and uh i guess this is what i'm playing for for the tournament <laughs> so i ended up playing that four packs uh the the standard tournament and it bangs out and uh man it was it uh it it did me well for for how i did um now i did go two and two in the main tournament and i ended up dropping because i really wanted to go play star wars unlimited uh but it bangs out it was it was really good it was it did me really really well so um so I'll, I'll run down through my list here so uh to start off i have um the starter pack Vader. uh he comes equipped with uh with hate afterburners and ion missiles um this is the one that he can spend an extra force to perform an additional action not to perform an action next up i have Marek steel uh sorry uh we'll go we'll go Marek steel later uh i had battle Gavin mauler mythal that has predator and afterburners then then we got Marek steel with dead eye shot marksmanship and afterburners and uh then i got lieutenant laurier with lone wolf and targeting computer uh no sensitive controls on this one uh and then to round off the list of vizier with seven sister and captain hart to round off the list there um vizier is just a menace uh definitely uh played a huge huge factor in a lot of my games that i played uh his uh using seven sister to set up tractors uh, or to uh, jam tokens absolutely helped me decimate a lot of um, a, a lot of priority targets that I that I was facing off against. Um, the the value of that vizier um, ailerons boost into a three bank or three straight to set up blocks to prevent target locks from ordnance carriers and such uh, definitely is a huge boon, especially if I can have uh, a couple of ships in the in Marek, Mauler, and Vader that can come in, uh, zooming right behind them to set up their own locks and take out their opponents there. Uh, definitely very huge. Um, I got to say that I shot and, um, and marksmanship also was pretty big um, because I usually have, um, when I do have that bullseye lined up, um, after Mauler and Vader have taken their shots and I have a couple of face-down cards to flip, uh, being able to use that dead eye shot to flip over a fuel leak or flip over a structural damage um, is huge because it just allows Merrick to push in even more crits later on and um, and take out ships. So uh, I was actually able to, on my second game, or sorry, on my fourth game in the, the big tournament, I faced off against a Canaan VCX. And on my second round of engagement, uh, I absolutely just destroyed a Kanan uh, that that would not get any reinforces because I kept on jamming him, and um, and being able to wipe out a VCX on the second round of engagement like that uh, was very big. I did end up losing my Vader and Mauler uh, after that, but um, but still it was a it was a very big uh, uh, engagement there for that. Well, awesome, awesome. Looks like the, I guess we, the next list that's in there is a pretty basic FO list. Um, except for this, this one has a blackout with trick shot. Alex, what, um, what did Kjal want run? Okay, yeah, this is um, a fun FO list, except for blackout. I don't, I don't like those blackout. It's trick shot, sensor scramblers, plasma torpedoes which we've seen before. But this one also has sensitive controls, which, oh man, I get it. You get his ability off. But man, you're also I-5. It'd be cool if you could double reposition and not get shot at. But, you know, if you play it well, you play it well, right? 
and then you got uh, Whisper Kylo with Malice, Brilliant Evasion, Predator Pattern Analyzer, uh, Mag Pulse Warheads on Malarus. Then you got uh, the Scorch FO Bomber with Feedback Ping, Ion Missiles, and Bombla Generator. And then Gideon Hask in the Psy Shuttle with uh, Biolax Script Codes, uh, Sensor Buoy Suite, Tactical Officer, and Agent Terex. Which is um, a loadout you you see pretty frequently on him. It's a solid uh, support ship there. Yeah, I managed to uh, to play against him um, for my final round for Fangs Out, and he he set up his um, his blackout uh, to go kind of like off center um, and essentially do a decloak two forward into a five straight, um, so that way he can set up a trick shot. Um, or like an obstructed shot against my enemy squadrons um, on round one with that um, being able to use uh, Blackout's ability. Unfortunately, he wasn't expecting my <laughs> Vizier to do a Aileron's boost into a three straight right to where he was going. Uh, so he ended up getting tractored right into Vader and Mauler's um, like shots, and I, I was able to take him out. But if I didn't have that, uh, I probably would have lost Mauler on round one uh, with that uh, that blackout. Yeah. Would he have been able to fix it if he had the auto thrusters ability? Just uh, I, I don't think so. Because essentially you would have... Because the way I, I set up... Well, it, it depends. Because he, if he... The way I tractored him, I put him within half a base length in front of the obstacle. So he would have had to rotate in order to boost. Um, but if he rotates, he'd take the stress anyway. So I think that would turn off the auto thrusters anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think so. Well, he could have been coordinated. <laughs> yeah, well, his... Um, his goals. Captain Hark was placed on the other off center, and by the time I barrel rolled him out, he was he was already way past the uh, outside of the bubble for a coordinate. So yeah, fair enough. I think it's an interesting FO list. I'm not yeah. entirely sure about the bomber. I don't. I get people are bad against bombs. I'm just not a. I think <laughs> with Gideon, and like a sensitive control blackout, you need a little bit more offense in the list. But uh, yeah. I mean, it's still well. it's still good. I mean, he's yeah. um, he's flown this actually on Nickel City, um, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, he's done pretty well with it. He's actually done well in other tournaments. We've covered his list before on other tournaments uh, locally for him. Uh, but yeah, it's it can definitely do uh, a lot of work. He just wasn't expecting my my ships to be aggressive as well um, on round one, and just caught got caught unfortunately by Seven Sister. All right. Then the last list we're going to cover from the Fangs Out is a rack list, but it's a little bit different. We have rack with Dauntless, Proton Bombs, Agile Gunner, Vader, and Discipline. Then a resurgence of Iden um, with Elusive and Thread Tracers. Gideon with Shield Upgrade, Predator, Barksmanship, Delmico with Ion Cannon and Evade, and then I don't know how to say this name. San Marina. San Marana. Yeah. Marina. I'm going to call it Marina. Um, with shield upgrade, jamming beam, because I guess she can, and predator. Wouldn't it be better instead of marksmanship 
I'm sorry, not predator marksmanship and jamming beam to just be, uh, what's that? Well, you put ruthless, but what's the other one? Um, discipline. So no, the reason being is crits. Yeah. Her, her ability is that she can spend a crit in order to deal a damage to that ship and it, it ignores shields. A face down um, damage card. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you get that and you can manufacture that crit with marksmanship, you're just dealing damage in there, uh, which is really great, especially if you're facing off like against a quick draw. You just basically deal damage through through crits and just put them right through the shields and quick draw can't shoot you back with its ability. It's it's fantastic or a wings for that matter. Or like Von Rag and stuff, anything with like two hall, you know, it's, it's yep. brutal. All right, so uh, it's a little bit different list, you know, it's four ties and rack. Um, I don't think we've seen that as rack prominent right now. Is, that's hmm? that's interesting. I like that rack and inferno squadron. Yeah, I'm not sure about the discipline on rack, but you know, whatever. That's that's super cool. I like I like that kind of throwback style yeah all right well that is all for our things out uh discussion tonight uh i think well let's get into store champs do we do our pattern analyzer segment let's do it welcome to our pattern analyzer segment where we talk about what's going on at store champs in the meta this weekend singapore had a world qualifier with 16 people so if your things out couldn't have a store champ invite here we have a world qualifier with 16 people in it um playing to uh to win I will tell you the draw that you see is an actual honest to God round one draw. It is not a, Hey, we're <laughs> going to make cut draw. It's an honest to God round one draw. I had to look it up. I did not believe it myself at all. <laughs> um, and I don't know who the winner is because they never put the last like round of top cut in there. They, they just left it blank. So, um, the winner is going to have a Republic list. I know that much. Um, which one? Not quite sure. Um, was it kind of cool? There was a scum top cut list as well, but uh, we're not going to go over it tonight because it's, I don't know. I'm kind of sick of going over the same, the same scum list, <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah. over and over again. So I skipped the scum one, but we did. I did throw a resistance one in there. But the obviously the first list is our Anakin, Oddball, Wolf, Padme, Jag list that we've seen all over the place. So no need, no need to cover too much into that. It is literally an identical list um, to what we've been seeing uh, running in Republic. But that second list, JJ, what is Tigress running for that second list? So we got an SOC kickback with uh, comes equipped with diamond boron missiles and munitions failsafe. 
Uh, we got a Siege Coruscant uh, Oddball in the Arc 170, the Siege Coruscant Wolf in the Arc 170, Slider in the Clone Z95 for Predator. Uh, we got Jag in the uh, the Arc 170 as well in the Siege Coruscant version, and then Axe uh, with the Siege Coruscant version uh, with Dead Eye Shot and Barrage Rockets uh, to round off that list. Uh, so you got a ton of clones that can pass off tokens between each other. Um, I do like having Axe in the list there, uh, specifically with the Barrage Rockets. Uh, it makes them uh, another three-die uh, three gun uh, with six hull that uh, can definitely do some work um, helping get locks for Jag and passing it around with Oddball and stuff. Uh, it, can, it has a lot of utility in this list. I like it a lot. So the only thing I can think of with Slider and Predator is because of the fact that because you could do your side slip, right? And if you do a two maneuver, you could do a boost for free or not for free, but as your action, that's white, correct? Yeah. So you I, I can see that being kind of like a sneaky, hey, I'm going to too hard. I'm going to go to the side and then I'm going to kind of boost back and it kind of like turns you around a little bit and then you can get a bullseye. Um out of it i i could see it. it you don't have any other dedicated anyway so i don't know if it matters <laughs> like I mean, slider only uh, does the slide on the two banks but yeah having the, like the two bank bank boost in actually gets you pretty pretty cool situations i um a uh, person on akron in cross cup was actually running this exact list um i they came in last the the team as a whole i don't know how the republic listed i don't think uh they chose the republic list in the round that we played on yeah i don't know it's still cool to see i mean six ship republic uh three of them being arcs is a little bit scary and then you can pass off evades on the torrents yeah yeah i don't know if i'm sold on soc kickback though but is that the one that gets the extra health uh, both of them do. Well, he, um, yeah, they both have six health. Yeah, kickback is the one where you can do the barrel roll into a lock and uh, evade, um, and you just take a strain. Which would not help your dedicated situation. <laughs> True, but... <laughs> yeah, you don't have it, so I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> you have an evade lock, which is pretty cool, and diamond boron missiles are nice. And then any of the uh, arcs can pass off a focus for defense. So you have sort of focused evade defense. Yeah. And that diamond boron is pretty cool. Like we don't see a lot of that. Um, and I, I kind of wish we'd see it a little bit more often, but I understand why it doesn't fit very many ships. So um, I don't know. It's probably good on that platform over anything else. So though you could drop down. Can you, is oddball in, do they have an SOC variant of oddball in the, uh, B-Wing? No, no just the uh, ARC-170. Ah, ah, too bad. All right, and the, the last list is a resistance list. Alex, what is that list? Okay, so this is a list by Shane Mock. Uh, so it has Jess Pava with R2-D2 targeting computer out of disrespect. <laughs> Didn't want to take the jamming beam, which I can respect. But took the targeting computer instead. Um, got LO with Predator and HLC. Snap with Predator targeting computer because 
again, wanted to, uh, and HLC. Then you got Tally with uh, Crackshot, Starbird, Heroic, Plasma Torps, which I don't believe I've seen on Tally before. Occasionally you'll see like Heroic, Plasma, and like Optics. So that's a kind of a cool... I can try to get some offense in here with Tally. Then you got uh, Kari Kun with Predator and HLC. So you have uh, three HLC T70s, and you got Jespava there, and then Tally is... um, a cool A-Wing. I love Tally. I played a lot of Tally. I still prefer Lulo, but Tally can... It's really annoying going into a Jaspava that has a third defense die out of nowhere and also has R2-D2. So, I can see how that can get really annoying. Yeah, it makes it makes for a little bit uh, longer life, right? Um, I don't I I originally thought Tally was going to be better than Lulu until I put them on the board and it's like, eh, all right, you know, it sucks. Um, <laughs> but originally I had all my investment in tally. I thought that was going to be the way to go. Um, cause you could, you, cause you, you have enough points. You could run protons if you wanted. Right. But yeah, I don't like, I don't like the proton torp tally just cause it's, you're just committing to grabbing a lock and that's all you can do with uh, heroic uh, like plasma torps being cheap you can still get the i5 plasma torps off you know when you re-engage or something um, and then with optics you know you know heroic optics is super good I ran tally a lot um, very early on when resistance came out in 2.0 I ran like um, Poe, Bastion, Lulo tally and I topped out at an Ohio regional with that when they first came out it was super super fun I love tally also flew with Ray a lot, and that's really frustrating for other people. Just giving Ray extra defense dice. Yeah. Except for now, he'll... now you don't want to do that with uh, Finn and Heroic, right? I mean, more defense dice is still fine. <laughs> I, can, I can convert that blank. All right. Now that is our World Open qualifier for today. The next store champ comes from Curio Cavern. In Virginia, they had, I think they had 17 or 18 people that played in there. There was a couple other store champs this week. They just didn't release their list. So I have them on the radar if they ever release their list for next week. But um, as of now, not going to happen. So this one, we had a top cut of four, um, as well as the... Um, as well as the normal store champ kit go. JJ, what did the winner bring and why is your favorite ship in there? <laughs> so we got uh, an appearance of Rack here with Darth Vader, crew, Darth Death Troopers, Dauntless, uh, with title with Agile Gunner, Ruthless, and Electronic Baffle, uh, Juno Eclipse with Pattern Analyzer, Fire Control System, and Ruthless. Uh, Marek Steel with Ruthless, Marksmanship and Afterburners, Tomax with True Grit, uh, Plasma Torpedoes and Ion Bombs, that's the standard version of Tomax, and then a Black Squadron Ace uh, generic pilot to round off the list. Uh, you got a lot of firepower at the, the I-5s being able to go in and uh, you can pick and choose who you want to shoot with. Uh, and having that very big base in rack 
uh, being able to uh, remove tokens or deal damage easily with Darth Vader and also preventing uh, your opponent from being able to clear the stress with Death Troopers. You can easily punch in a lot of damage uh, with uh, Tomax and Marek and Juno uh, after Rack gets the, gets the shot in there. Um, also having the, uh, the ruthless there to, uh, basically feed into the hole of rack, you can easily modify those shots, uh, to make sure that they're, uh, you're, you're generating on, on average about two and a half to three hits constantly, uh, with the, with Juno and Merrick. Uh, so you can, um, you can definitely like put down some ships, especially ships that have a little agility. Uh, you can easily chew through those ships very well. It's, it's a, a very solid list. Yeah, and it's interesting we see a black squadron here. That way you can have your Juno and your Marquis, but no no Vader ship um in there using Vader specifically on rack. Um I don't know. I don't know like the pattern analyzer, I don't think on Juno. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's a choice, but yeah. You see, like, Talon roll or something and then, like, grab the lock behind him because you're probably not getting shot at right if you do it right. So then you can keep holding on to the lock with FCS. Yeah, that's true. And you can also link it into a boost and end up double stress if you wanted to. The good old I have auto thrusters ability and also pattern analyzer. Watch me go. <laughs> All right, Alex, what did Swede run? Swede brought a Rebel list. It has Sabine with Beskar. Shocking. And boy, <laughs> Luke. Mind-blowing. But also, it had Bodica, Hera, and Magva, which is super cool. So Bodica is uh, pretty close to what you typically see. This one's a little bit different. This one has Beskar, Mando Optics, Marksmanship, and Deadeye Shot. They listened to JJ, I guess, there. <laughs> you got uh, Hera with Hopeful and Magpulse. I'm so happy to see that. That's not just a pure Swarm Tactics Hera. And then you got Magva with Jin Urso and Leia. Which is, uh, ooh. Anytime you take that focus, uh, you know, you can convert it into an Evade. If you already have maybe a lock with Luke or something, or you can coordinate the lock with Luke, or just you know, give it to Hera, right? Like it's you can do whatever you want. Bodica can take and evade. That's a super cool list. I like it. You got a little bit of defense there with Magva, and that just seems kind of like a pain because you're you're not going to shoot Magva, right? Because Bodica's just going to hit you really hard. So your target priority is all messed up on this list. Yeah, it messes with it because it's like, do you want Bodica or Hera or Luke first? And if you go after Luke, Luke's gonna hit you hard and then just run away and live. Like so. Um I don't know. You think jam screws this list up a lot? Yeah. You just jam. Yeah. Yeah, if you can get the jam off on Hera, um, you prevent her from passing off any um any her tokens off to anybody else to um to inquire you you reduce that efficiently there um either that or if they're like too far away you know taking the uh, making sure that you could jam luke and prevent him from uh having a target lock to shoot off of proton torpedoes make some single modded with just a force 
Uh, so that reduces its effectiveness in shooting that shot there. Um, so yeah, definitely jam helps reduce the effectiveness of that particular list there, uh, which is probably why the, um, uh, or even stress for that matter, um, which is why Def Troopers will probably be very effective against that particular list. Yeah, the one loss this list had was to the person who won this championship in a game of 10 to 11. They <laughs> lost by one point, and it's probably a lot to do with like <clears throat> Vader just stripping the green tokens from that list. Yeah. I like it. It's definitely something different. Uh, we probably would see more of it if we didn't have a bunch of Hans running around, you know. I mean, like a lot of Heratani lists are pretty solid, but also now that like Rack's becoming a lot more popular, you don't want to see that because he's just gonna take your tokens away, and you're not gonna have a Heratani list anymore. Yep. All right. The next one we have is from Battleground Sangus. I think that's how you say that name or that word. Um, sure. Uh, in Massachusetts, uh, they had 16 players and uh, they had a unique ship in, um, in Top Cop. And I'll be honest, at first I thought this was a uh, I thought this was a extended tournament. And I was like, oh, Cornhorn. That's cool. Somebody brought Cornhorn. And I was like, oh, hold on a second there. It is X-Wing Cornhorn because you couldn't fit all those other ships with him. Um for it so also making an appearance is cold brutus uh from nickel city league i believe um mm -hmm. yep uh and, star killer mm -hmm. yep and uh him running a, a very close to home list that i ran except for my 047 did not have concussion bombs on it but that's kind of a funny uh that's that's kind of a funny middle finger to people i think <laughs> um there but uh very fun list that's that's actually when we first got the points changed that's almost the exact list i was running um period but either which way the winner is sam mclean no reference to john mclean yeah. <laughs> uh he brought cornhorn with r3 magpults and hopeful boy luke Juking Keo and Bodica with Beskar, Mando, Clan, and Marksmanship, and good old Pops Corral. But this is your build your own Pops Corral, baby. Uh, bringing thermal detonators, plasma torpedoes, dorsal turret, and the very fun debris gambit on Pops. So that's hilarious. Like, I guess it works because that ship goes like one forward, one banks. Does it have to move that much if it doesn't want to? Can stay by the, the no, obstacles, it, I guess. It does like two hards and two banks because that's after that's the one that after they do like a white maneuver, you could choose a friendly ship at zero to one and they could do the focus action. So you could like two hard around an obstacle with a dorsal turret and just be focus evade <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Okay, I think I, I, I need to put that in my kit because I. I think that would be super fun to just, especially if you had an objective right there, right? Could you imagine during assault, just like being able to fly around that? 
<laughs> and if you put two in the middle of the board, you could just fly around each of them, <laughs> whichever way you want it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's basically like having a reinforced, right? <laughs> like just having that 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 free of eight token all the time. Like, man, it's good. Eventually, when you get in the scrum, you don't you do it too hard. Focus, then you take a lock for the plasma torps. They start following you. You drop thermal detonators on them. Too bad he's four points. <laughs> yeah, no, thank God he's thing. four points. I mean, yes, because free focus actions are silly. But, uh, I mean, he's got 16 points of loadout. You can actually do like cool things like that. Um, man, are thermal detonators enough of a threat? Or would, would you just drop, like, proton bombs? I guess, like, taking a, a strain to be super bad with, like, Potica and Luke, right? But ah, crits are cool. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I mean, or concussion bombs, and you go around the rock, you just put concussion bombs on. <laughs> nobody will, nobody will come by you. Reload. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, I like that. Bombs. I like this list. But yeah. proton bombs are better, I think, than thermals. You have four things giving out crits in that list if you have proton bombs. Because you, you got, uh, like, the yeah. box with Chip Otica and Magpulse Corrin and, and Boy Luke. The pro dwarfs who, yeah. So, do you have Juke Keo just because you have the thermals? Like, so you're dropping that strain, and then you have you know Magpults and some of these other ones to strip the tokens. Is that why you have uh Juking Keo? Yeah, that or it's like a playstyle thing because there's pretty solid three builds for Keo. Um, I mean. It sucks not having like concussion missiles because you can get a free focus from pops, right? Yeah. So maybe you want munitions, but you know, a focused evaded juke and keo is also a pain. So it'd be cool. I like yeah. the list. It's definitely unique um in, in some of the aspects of it. The next list is also got a ship we haven't seen in ages, and this is like Matt's go-to ship, I swear to God. I actually have, I still have the ship. We never gave it out at GT. Um, but I still have the Ahsoka ship that Pim painted for me uh, to give away. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll grab it real quick. Uh, who wants Joust Bunny's list? I'll talk about it. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, okay. So this has Bodica, Predator Marksmanship, Electronic Baffle. Uh, Beskar, which is not a typical build you'd see for Bodica. But, uh, you know, the baffle you can use in a, in a pinch. You don't have optics there. Then you got Sabine in the A-Wing with Crackshot and Beskar. You got Wedge in an A-Wing with Marksmanship Lone Wolf. You got uh, Fen Rao uh, in the Fang Fighter with Deadeye Shot Marksmanship Plasma Torps and Beskar and then you got Ahsoka Tano in the A-Wing with Patience, Brilliant Evasion, Elusive, and Magpulse. Uh, Ahsoka Tano is such an underrated piece in Rebels. And if Han wasn't like the default pick, people would complain about Lando. But if Lando wasn't also the default pick, then it'd be Ahsoka. Ahsoka's so good. Just free actions. I'm assuming that's why they have Fenrau there. Um, with with the Blasmator Fenrau, just so you can just off rip, shoot a, a double body plasma torp with Ahsoka. And this list is fast. You got no one straights, no one banks in this list at all. 
Yeah, this list says, hey, let's five straight to victory here. We're going to kill a ship turn one or two, period. No questions asked. This is like, this is this is me. This is a Tanner list right here. I like to fly very fast and throw a lot of red dice and just hope the game gets over with really quickly. I'm not going to say you're throwing a lot of red dice, but man, it's, uh, it's a fast list that, that can hit pretty hard. I love Ahsoka so much. Wish you could yeah. see her more. It's kind of weird uh, with Wedge and Lone Wolf there. I, Wedge must be your objective getter or something in that list. You just take an, you take an evade, Lone Wolf, you can kind of go on your own outside of boxes. I don't know who carries a box in this list, though. Like, nobody. Nobody carries a box in this list. Uh, I, I, I would probably send Sabine, right? Because her ability can be defensive, especially if she's in uh, front arc, you know. Um, I think she would be a good candidate to, to carry a box. Yeah, like the Sabine and Wedge don't necessarily need to boost every round, you know. You could probably get away with it. Same with Ahsoka, maybe. I don't know. I like this list, too, actually. Actually, I own all the ships for this, too, so I own plenty of freaking anyways. <laughs> all right, JJ, what did Cold Brutus run? Well, we got a CIS list uh, doing very well at 3-1. and one. Got Zam Wessel with the Slave 1 title, Contraband Cybernetics, Notorious, and Count Dooku. Uh, Dirge with the titles, Xanadu Blood, Seismic Charges, Marksmanship, and Sync Laser Cannons. Then we got General Grievous with Solus 1, Impervium Plating, Shield Upgrade, and Marksmanship. And then DGS-047 in the HMP with the Stabilizers, Concussion Bombs, and Energy Shell Charges to round off the list. Um, I gotta say the the DGS-047 is a really solid objective grabbing piece, especially with those side slips. Uh, you can definitely get in and out of tight spots with those side slips if you set it up correctly there. Um, and then the rest of the, the your opponent has to worry about everybody else. You almost don't want to engage Zam because not only is she going to potentially uh, shoot you back, uh, you're also going to get strained with Notorious on there. Uh, and then Count Dooku to help um, either generate a crit on offense or potentially uh, force you to roll a blank on offense or defense. That uh, Zam can definitely do a lot of work there. And then a Dirge being that reliable sync uh, laser cannon uh, targeting person at i5 can also do a lot of work there uh for this list so uh very well done all right let's move on to the last store champ we have tonight in illinois spellbound if you missed it 312 streamed it you can go back and catch the stream on their twitch if you're a subscriber um I don't know if you anyone watched this. Uh, I was traveling back, uh, so I missed most of them. But um, definitely a very resistance-heavy um, tournament here. Um, yeah, so, and then Keo's got your favorite upgrade, Alex. Uh, I don't know. So, it looks like Kayla won the tournament here. Alex, what did Kayla run, and why Why is Keo and Prockets your favorite? So this is a very typical uh, Revelous AC. It is the chopper engine upgrade, Perceptive Bistan Han. You got Boy Luke, uh, Sabine with Beskar. You got Boy Hall and then you got Keo with Prockets. 
which I don't like <laughs> with, <laughs> with, without some sort of like I five Lando kind of shenanigans or a higher initiative coordinator or something to line them up. I love rockets. And like, if you do it well, you can get it off during the game, especially if you're like pumping a lot, but this list doesn't really set itself up to bump a lot of ships. So, um, but there's a lot of medium bases out there and large bases now. So, you might be able to get that bracket off. But it's just a solid list. Um, Josh ran almost exactly the same list for Rust Cup. He just switched out. He likes his Lone Wolf Concussion Keo. And annoyingly, he kills everything with the dorsal turret on Hawlock. And it's really frustrating. Because he's just like, I'm still target locking, focusing. I'm just not shooting the advanced proton torpedo. I'm just going to shoot you a you know, three die side arc and have double mods. And then kill my Snap Wexley obstructed at range one in one round. Good times. With a dorsal turret? Yep, I got shot once by Han and then once by Hawlockend and then Snap died. Mm. Because it was range three obstructed from Han and range one obstructed from the dorsal turret. Wow. Does anybody ever get Boy Hull's uh, ability off like ever to reroll? Like, do you ever reload your, your, your APTs? Oh, Josh does it all the time. He'll approach at like range three mm -hmm. and he'll just target lock focus and then use his ability on the round because he's outside range two. So he just reloads the droid and then comes in with the APT. Oh, that's right. Because it's got a droid on it. That's what you're using. That's a, a good chunk of that, you know, depending if you if you shot the APT, you reload the APT. If you didn't, you reload the, the astromech. So it's actually pretty uh, pretty cool uh, just approaching at range 3 and just taking the focus lock. All right. Well, let's move on to the next list. We have a Poe list and a Yeager list. Like, look at that. Oh, my God. We have Poe and Yeager in the same list. We have Poe with Trick Shot, Lone Wolf, Chewbacca... Oh, Chewbacca. We have Chewbacca crew, Ray Gunner, engine upgrade, and Ray's Millennium Falcon. I, I'm i confused again why we have Chewbacca. Why do people like Chewbacca it's, crew? Chewbacca is the, uh, the charges for uh, the crit, for crit right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's the best Chewbacca crew by far. That makes you feel any better. But uh, you see uh, this Poe Falcon occasionally. Like, that's a common build. And it's just kind of a free mod. That way you can like boost on your turn and then have Ray for a plank and Chewbacca if you get a focus result. And it's only four points. It's not like it's super bad. I just, that's not my preferred Poe loadout. It just feels like there's other things you can do with Poe. Yeah, it's a little bit like win more E, but like that. Like if you're, you know, uh, getting obstructed shot with Poe and you have Ray and Chewbacca, that's still like that. You're getting hit, and you lone wolf. Like you can output a lot of damage, especially if you hang back, uh, like the T70s and like BB-8 and all that kind of stuff. Fair enough. Then you have Elo with heroic predator, Ferris fear paint, BB-8 with APT again, and Han Solo crew. Can we just have A and G just ban that card so that we don't have to like read that well, card off? Makes all the tournaments easier. I just don't want to read that card. 
Um, then we have Temin with Heroic Ferrisphere Paint and R6 D8. And Yeager with Heroic Marksmanship M9 G8 and Targeting Computer. And of course, the title there. Pretty solid list. I'm not, yeah, this, I guess I could see the, the Trick Shot Poe piece of it, but the engine upgrade and Chewbacca crew. I don't know. Just feels like there's other things you could be putting in there. You put that engine upgrade there. You staple that before any other piece on that Poe. Yeah. Just so that you can boost around and not have to deal with it. Yeah. Like that, that is the most important upgrade on, on Falcon Poe. Hmm. Sure. And I guess for, um, so you get barrel roll boost with that. For M9G8, you're probably targeting Poe, right? So that way he can have two rerolls, I'm assuming. Uh, you could. Uh, I mean, LO's not a bad target, even with Predator. Um, yeah, M9G8 actually seems a little excessive <laughs> in this list. Uh, but when I was running M9G8, yeah, I, I would target lock. I don't have Lulo in this list, right? So my, my backup would be Poe. And just let him do stuff. You, you can do some dirty things. Awesome. And the last list to cover tonight, JJ, is... <coughs> excuse me, a scum list with uh, a Lee's in it again. Yeah, so we got Fen Rao here in the Fang Fighter with Fearless, Best Carve Reinforced Plating, and Burnout Thrusters. We got the Mando showing up with uh, the Child and Mandalorian Optics, probably using uh, Contraband as the hidden... Um, actually, Post didn't put the title on there. I'm sure they... it's got the title, right? Like, <laughs> there's no reason for it. Okay. Yeah, so uh, we got Lee Makai in the Y-Wing with Concussion Bombs and Magpul's Warheads, and then Arlis Hadrasian with Concussion Bombs, Cluster Missiles, and Sorosal Turret. Uh, Bosk in the Z-95 with a Marksmanship and Dead Bench Switch to uh, round off the list there. Uh, solid list there. Uh, I think um, Mando making a little bit of a comeback. We're seeing Mando appear a little bit more often there. Uh, definitely a solid piece with the child and Mando optics. Um, also, if you are running Mandalorian, please don't forget the title. You need that title so that we can have contraband. <laughs> and um, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, just a, a solid list there uh, for uh, for scum. All right. Well, that is all of our store champ list for tonight. We don't have any more, I don't think, any more store champs. So I guess we move on to, I don't know, what do we have left, folks? The battle over Endor cards. Oh, do we? We have battle over Endor? What did I call it? I think I called it something else. <laughs> What did I call it earlier? Battle of uh, Endor. That's what battle I called of it. Endor. Yeah, Battle of Endor. Well, that sounds better. Nobody wants to have a battle over Endor because we know that wasn't the only place the battle took place, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I mean, depending on That's how true. far out you want to go, everything's battle over Endor. There you go. See, exactly. You know, from a certain point of view, you know. <laughs> All right. So let's go over what we have here. There was some leaks, so I'm going to preference, preference this a little bit, folks. I <laughs> Nobody has officially from AMG confirmed that these are official. 
outside of some of the art that looks like it's not very clean, to me, these look pretty official. Um, and they have some crazy, weird uh, stuff on them so that you we have never seen before. So, I don't know, JJ, Alex, nobody that I know of confirmed these officially, correct? Yeah, correct. It's it's all unofficial for this uh, for the time being. Um, however, um, I mean, it, it's, if it is official, man, uh, I, it's getting me excited for this pack. Can't wait to uh, to see when this will be coming out. All right. So, do we all feel? So let's take a vote. Alex, do you feel comfortable that these are pretty official? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. The- there's a lot of effort if you wanted to like Photoshop all of these together. Not saying that it can't be done, but it's a lot of effort. <laughs> all right, and JJ. They're off the wall abilities too. So, like, it's not like someone is just like, yeah, let me just type a bunch of random bullshit into this. It seems like, oh, this is actually kind of cool design space. Yeah, I, I think that these are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that they are official, uh, mainly because when you start comparing some of the abilities here to what we've seen for what was already spoiled during last Adepticon uh, with the Wedge Pilot and the um, the other Tide Defender uh, Captain Yor, I believe um, they they feel about the same in terms of like some of the the keywords that they've used on on the cards there so it does feel like it's it's official or at least these are copies of the official i would say all right well that settles it we will cover them then because i don't think anybody would fake putting sensitive controls on on standard loadout (laughs) cards so Well, there we go. That's probably really the only indicator you need. So the first one we have here is an I-1 Interceptor, because that's what we need more of, is more I-1s, called Sapphire 2. I don't know. Does anybody know who Sapphire 2 is? Is this like a a pilot we should know from something? It's some generic. It's a a unique generic pilot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it could just be like sapphire squadron right or something so that just could just be the the squadron and then the number yeah kind of like luke red four right exactly yeah and they already use onyx so maybe they just really love gemstones (laughs) yeah that's true they're not gonna go with a generic blue right (laughs) blue squadron was taken by revels copyright infringement you gotta go with sapphire (laughs) <laughs> well officially by the way a sapphire 2 is a pocket size all-in-one mobile wi-fi hotspot just so you know so this is all that this is version 2 so this is a hotspot tie interceptor is what this is so it's i will tell you out of the gate outside of the sensitive controls piece like that while you defend Peace, if you are focused, roll additional defense die. Sounds amazing. But you're at I1. How, like, you're going to roll it one. You're going to get it one time. And then you're going to have to spend it. Because, because, because you're, gonna have, you're an I1. Everyone's going to shoot you. Unless you somehow keep this ship away from everybody else and then like dive in at the end. Um, 
or it's like the world's best objective getter. It could be. I mean, it's again, like, so that piece right there is actually pretty cool. That ability is amazing. Like, I like that ability. Notice they do not have another hole or another shield upgrade. Um, so we should definitely note that because this could come in at three points, um, possibly because it's an I one. They also have a new ability called No Escape. While you perform a primary attack, if there are more friendly ships than other enemy ships at range 0 to 1 of the defender, you may reroll one of your blank results. That's that's pretty that's that's pretty good too. If you live long enough to shoot, that's really good. Then you have something called Reckless on top of that, right? While you perform a red boost or barrel roll, you may use the one hard in template instead. So when I perform a barrel roll, I can now use a one hard template to barrel yes. roll. Okay. Yes. So I don't know if Reckless is going to show up anywhere else. That ability is pretty good. Now, it does say if you have to roll an attack die afterwards, um, and on a hit or a crit, you gain a stress token. So you could end up double stressed, right? Um, which would not be fun. But that's pretty bonkers doing a one hard barrel roll. Like, JJ, you, your goal is to set up what this can look like on TTS next yeah. week. Because that's crazy if you get it yeah. off correctly. Um, you're still 50 no. 50 to have stress, though. It's not like there's a direction on those one hards, right? So you can one hard barrel roll backwards. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's yes, bad. I know. Yeah. This you is crazy. K turn, negative one K turn, basically. Like, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, Jeez, then they have prime that. thrusters on there. So while you have two or less stress tokens, you could perform barrel roll and stress actions, right? So the the this here's the deal. During the system phase, you may perform the red boost or barrel roll. You can get double stress, perform a blue maneuver, re remove one of the stress, and next turn still freaking do the same thing again over and over and over again. So this ship, and may maybe this is the new ace. Maybe I this I1 is the new ace, baby. I don't know. Um, but like I would like to play with this ship on TTS, JJ, next week, I think. Um, and I wish this was not an I1. <laughs> I guess it's a good thing. Yeah. Thank God it is an I1. But I mean, can you imagine the blocking positions you could put yourself in? Yeah. For other ships, right? Honestly, if I'm if I'm including this ship in my list for Empire, the number one ship I want this to to be accompanied with is Commandant Goron and Nash. Um, so that way Goron can remove the stress off of the ship and then provide it with a token if he needs to. And then Nash uh, uh, ensures that even if he does get one shot off the board, that he uh, Sapphire 2 still gets a shot off at the end of that initiative. So um, you're not going to get initiative killed without getting shot. So it's I think those are two very good uh, ships that this can uh, form a part of uh, the beginnings of a really good interceptor list. Now we also, have. I'm sorry. If you want pure silly positioning shenanigans, you can run a ship with Sienna Re. So when he booster barrel rolls, you can rotate 90 degrees with the stress. <laughs> I didn't think about that. That that oh seems. Oh my gosh! I did not think of that. Oh my gosh! That's so good. <laughs> Just pick them off and put them wherever you want. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, then it also has targeting matrix. While attacking, you could spend one focus result at the end of the neutralize step. If you do, the attack is resolved. The defender then gains a strain token. On an I-1, I don't think this really matters that much outside of you're going to force somebody to do blue maneuvers later on. I mean, you can always uh, swarm tactics and um, and get them up higher, right? So that we can get the strain uh, off at a higher initiative. Can see in a re-carry swarm tactics. I'm just thinking of already <laughs> let's go let's uh, oh we can run interviews with the crew the crew cruising in <sighs> oh oh, yeah, oh people. so ooh, we can run an interceptor and rack list that's what i'm hearing baby swarm tactics yeah. rack Ugh. okay all right all right anybody else what what uh, like this ship outside of it being an i1 seems pretty bonkers i give this three points I think they're going to give us this as an aggressive. This is a replacement for Lurier right here. Um, this, is, this is good for objectives. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely good for objectives. I definitely think that at three points, this is fair because you're. it's at only three health. It's an I-1, and it does have great abilities, but at the end of the day, unless you have a, a way to mitigate the, um, the, the initiative on it, um, you're basically have to get worried about taking down by uh, vultures <laughs> so, so yeah i like the the concept of just like 90 degree turning into everything but you're a human pilot because you can just like barrel roll 90 degrees four straight clear the stress and then boost and if you don't clear the stress you can still boost so like just the the ability to position yourself in various places is going to be like so hard to like pin down yeah, this ship's just gonna walk around the board like sideways. <laughs> I, I feel uh, like this would be a very like boom around everywhere ship and not like engaging a lot ship. All right, the next one we have does not have reckless on it, which I'm very sad about because if I had reckless on this soon's here fell. I would be ecstatic. Um, so JJ and I had a little bit of a debate, I think, on the soon tier. I think the soon tier is amazing. I will say, yes, you aren't getting your after position maneuvers. But I mean, look at Anakin, for Christ's sake. Like, Anakin is pretty insane at an I-6, four force. Maybe they'll give this a three-point sincere fail. Do we get a three-point sincere fail? I'm just Gosh, kidding. So many people, so many people are saying, "Oh yeah, this is a three-point sincere." No, <laughs> it's still an I six. So's Anakin, and Anakin's four points, and yeah. Anakin has three force tokens. JJ, what is yeah, this? I'm have? saying this. This is a, a four-point sincere by far. But before we get into the debater points. Let's Whoa. go over the card itself. There. All right. All Let's right. go over the card. So um, so we got Soontir Fell. He's an I-6 here. He comes in with just three hull on this one. He has two charges, not incurring. So his ability is after you perform an attack, you may spend a charge and gaining the fleet token to boost or barrel roll. And he comes equipped with sensitive controls, uh, which during the system phase, you can perform a red barrel roll or boost action for it. Now, uh, for his equipment, he comes with Apex Predator, uh, which reads while you perform a primary attack at the defender initiative. 
initiative is lower than yours, you may reroll one attack die. Then he also comes with no escape while you perform a primary attack. If there are more friendly ships than other enemy ships at range zero to one of the defender, you may reroll one of your blank results. And then blank signature uh, while defending. If you are not locked by the attacker, you may spend one charge to change one focus result into an evade result. And then, and that's a recurring charge as well. And then lastly, feedback emitter, uh, which is just one charge non-recurring. After an object that acquires a lock on you, you may spend one charge to jam that object, ignoring range restrictions. The This upgrade's charge cannot be recovered. So uh, essentially, uh, he has a lot of the benefits of uh, like attacking at rerolling. He definitely wants to t uh, prioritize engaging lower initiative ships. Um, so you got all those I-5s that are out there, like Luke, for instance. Uh, he he wants to take on those ships and wants to uh, like beat them down early on with Initiative 6, uh, being able to uh, get those re-rolls uh, with Apex Predator and No Escape, and then being able to reposition uh, with his ability to hopefully evade a shot coming back at soon CFL. Yeah, it's like they gave him Lone Wolf. Without free. the, yeah, without the uh, the negative drawback. Yeah. 1.0 Predator, baby. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. It is worth noting that his ability, uh, you know, that doesn't say action, the booster barrel roll. Yep. So you can. Oh, I did not notice that. Oh. Stress or whatever. Oh. Um, presumably also double barrel roll if need be. Right. Uh, it's like Anakin, like can Anakin just do it, right? So presumably it's but, the same same but thing. the wording on Anakin N1 specifically say states that this does not count as a barrel roll. So I'm not sure. I, I don't know if that the same logic would be. Well, you can still do it if you're carrying a crate. That's true. Because it's not an action. Yeah. Yep. Also, feedback emitter is a May. So it's yep. not like false transponder codes. It's amazing. And uh, man, the first time you'd be locked, you could just feedback emitter someone and then have blank signature active. This is a super, super cool ship. I like it a lot. Absolutely cannot be three points. No, no, no it can't. That, that's just a joke. I feel like it would also be really good at four. Like it might be yes. five and I'd be fine with it. I mean, I think this is definitely a solid four-point ship um, if they really want to be aggressive with it. Uh, no way this is going to come in at, at three points at all. No, no, sir. Uh -uh. <laughs> and if this is four points, you just have this soon tier and rack, standard loadout, Tomac, standard loadout, Deathfire. Like, you, you just swap fair off for soon tier if this is four points in that rack list. Yep. And that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, this this will replace my Merrick Steel in my lo in my list. <laughs> Easy. Uh, four points might be a little bit too aggressive. Point. I don't know, but I do agree with you. the The fact that you twice per game you can shoot somebody and then run away. I mean, like, and the best part is, if you are first player, it's like a huge benefit in this 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 aspect, right? Like, I think they need to clarify if we're allowed to double boost or double barrel roll. Because, I mean, I, if that's the case, it's e that's even, like, oh, my God. Like, holy shit. I'm going to barrel roll to begin with. 
three bank in, shoot you before you shoot me. I'm going to barrel roll a second time to get out of your arc. Okay. I mean, you really have to approach people at like 45 degree angles in order to um, actually properly get out of people's arcs. Because if you're like in range two, you're not getting out of someone's arc with the booster barrel roll, you know? Unless yes. you're really coming at a, at a steep angle. So. But also, like, on Kid Anakin, it, it does say in parentheses this is not an action. But, like, they got rid of a lot of those, like, redundant parentheses things. So, I don't know. That's true. So, uh, it'd, be, it'd be funny. Never know. Yeah. They, they break rules all the time, so. Just too bad we can't uh, we can't ask uh, <laughs> we can't put this in the FAQ forms as of yet, <laughs> so we can get a clear ruling on this. <laughs> so I'm going to assume that every um, Imperial has the no escape ability, and then spoilers: yeah, like every Rebel's probably going to have it's a trap ability because yeah. we've seen those both on um, Captain Yor and Wedge. So that's kind of a cool way to just tie all of it together. Yeah. All right. The next pack, or the next pack, the next ship is your favorite, Alex. Tell us about Lando. I have to make another for like another template for all dark cards because it has five upgrades on it. It's killing me. So <laughs> the, the stats for the the Falcons the same. He has two non-reoccurring charges. And his ability is at the start of the activation phase, you can spend one charge. If you do, choose an initiative value from one to six, and you activate that initiative phase. So you have to fly Gargor in order to block him if he chooses one. Because he can't choose zero. Just remember that. Can't engage at zero. <laughs> uh, and then the, the chassis ability is high stakes. After you perform a red action, you may roll an attack <coughs> die on a hit crit and remove one stress. And that is super relevant because he's got like six actions on there. Uh, he still has the evade. Uh, he's got the red boost and he has a red coordinate that's linked into a red focus, <laughs> which is awesome. So like the 50-50, after you coordinate the 50-50 chance to remove the stress, you can then link it into a focus action. Um, you could use the ability then, see if you can remove stress. But um, he still has nine nub, so he's got plenty of blues. Nine nub still the same ability decrease in the difficulty of his banks. He has ace in a hole. That is two charges, presumably non-reoccurring. It's a little bit cut off there. Um, I doubt that it's reoccurring. So at the start of the engagement phase, you can spend one charge, uh, gain a gain a jam token, and perform a roll action, which is insane. Especially if you get, like, blocked. You just barrel roll off someone who's, uh, you're no longer in zero. Now you're just shooting four dice at them. <laughs> yeah, and think about it. If you barrel, you could barrel roll to the front, right? You know, so you could barrel all the way to the front. And you still get your range one. You can possibly get it out of, like, if you have two ships shooting at you, one of them might not be in arc anymore. Um Stupid. And you'll get benefits from that orange jam token that we'll get to. Uh, he has, it's a trap. So that's kind of like the inverse of the Empire one. It's while defending if there are more other friendly ships than enemy ships at zero to one. Uh, you may reroll one of your blank results. 
Uh, he has Aaron Kraken as well, so you can't take him in the Z95 if you take this Lando. That'll also be really silly. But uh, this is a goner position. After you defend, if the attack hit you, uh, you can perform. Uh, you can gain a deplete to perform a bonus primary attack against the attacker. Uh, so yeah, you're you're taking the a minus one to your attack dice. But if you did something like get blocked, you can barrel roll off of them, and now you're shooting them with four dice. And if they hit you back, you shoot them with three dice. And then the very important part, the Millennium Falcon title. Uh, while attacking or defending, if you have a non-lock red or orange token, you may re-roll one die, which works really well with the jam, or if you have a stress from coordinating, or a stress from coordinating and then focusing, or you're boosted, you get to re-roll a die, attacking and defending. It's bonkers. This Lando is so silly. I love it. So, I so would absolutely... I would absolutely have to fly this with Bodica because you essentially, if you do shoot at Lando, you can do the Iron Kraken shot and then also do the Bodica Revenge shot as well. I will absolutely fly this with the next Rebel pilot that we reveal <laughs> because those two just seem like a really solid core. All right, so given the power level of this so far for what we read, what do you guys think in terms of points? God, I hope it's six, seven. <laughs> It is. It's going to be seven. They're going to fuck with us on a Han. They're, what they're going to do is they're going to say, this, so this is this is what I feel AMG wants to do, is they're going to go, all right, we got enough standard loadout pilots. We're going to start increasing the cost to build your own stuff and give you standard loadout. So Han's going to build your own Han's going to go up to eight. They're going to leave standard loadout at seven. They're going to leave this at seven. They're going to put Lando at eight, Leia yeah, I, maybe they'll leave Leia at seven because Leia's not making any sort of an impact ever right now. Hey, just because things aren't making an impact doesn't mean they'll bump up the points. True. But if they don't bump up Leia and they leave, whatever, who cares about Leia at this point? Because if they leave her at seven, then there is this, this does have some competition, I think, with Leia. But like, I don't know because we don't know what else is coming in the pack. There could be a bunch of other stuff that they're just like, here you go, Merry Christmas. Um, <clears throat> and you no longer want to fly, build your own stuff. Um, but to me, that's my feel is this is going to come in at seven. A, in an effort to sell the, the pack and B, in an effort to say, hey, we could bump on up at this point and let you play standard load. Because even standard loadout, Han... Is it horrible? This is better, though, in my opinion. This is so much better than standard loadout Han is. But now you would have more options, I think. Yeah, I agree. Although That's I got to say that if they if they don't touch Han, right, and they leave him as is what what he has right now with, you know, Bastan, Perceptive Copilot, uh, you can essentially have two double tapping Falcons with uh, what six points of uh, ships that you can fill in for the rest of the list. Yeah, Bodica and Sabine. Bodica mm -hmm. and Sabine. Yep. Gosh, that's crazy. Three double tapping ships in one list. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, this Lando seems really, really good. And, you know, worst comes to worst really need to not be destroyed you know if you want to not be blocked you can engage at whatever initiative values like one below your opponents 
for activation. Not engagement, I guess, but activation. Or if you really need arc dodge things, you can just engage out of six. Just the, the versatility of that is is crazy. Yeah, I like that it else. like it's funny because AMG banned look at other people's dials and then they give us abilities like that. Like, well, you no longer can look at their dial, but you can decide what initiative you want to apply it this round. So it's essentially the same thing. Um, but better, I guess. Like it's it's better because okay, it's, it's only not twice a game. Better than dial peaking. <clears throat> it's better because it's only twice a game. There you go. It's better for the game. That's what I mean. Yeah, not yeah. that it's better. Car peaking should never come back. That was so busted. Oh man, my boy. Now we got Tycho. That's the next spoiler we have, and it's a trap. It's a trap, Tycho. But this is a, this is a pretty good Tycho too, actually. Um, and I like it because it's a pocket Tycho. Like they just said, here you go. We know you want to run all these other dumb things, but we're going to give you Procket Tycho. And they gave Tycho a free shield upgrade, too. <laughs> like, they said, here's an A-Wing with five health, right? And, like, if this comes in, what is Tycho now? Four points? Yep. If this comes in at four points, do you even run? I guess we should go over the card first, but I don't know if you even run build your own Tycho because this one's pretty good. Any other A wings other than Ahsoka? So here's Tycho. So Tycho comes with vector cannons, which um, I know you hate, Alex, but that is stapled on this A wing. His ability is while you are disarmed, you can still perform missile attacks. When you perform a missile attack, you roll a maximum of four dice. Well, well disarmed. When you perform well disarmed. missile well disarmed, you only roll yeah. four. Now, here is the best part. This is this is okay. This right here is to me what makes this insane. You are have a procket, which is a range one to two. You have preposition with vector cannons, right? So during the system phase, you can either boost or rotate whatever floats your boat. Um, you're probably only boosting. So no barrel roll, but you can do that, do a blue maneuver, get a focus, and then reload, right? And then you reload with your disarm, with your damn focus, and then you can still shoot your pocket. So what ship do I what is the ship that um I complained about that did the star the star uh oh god, what is the name of that stupid um the Alpha Star Class ship yeah. that does this? What is the name, yeah. JJ? Both of them? The uh the Star Wing. Starwing. Yeah, yeah, both both uh Karsavi and Vendor do it. Yeah. But Vendor's stupid. But yes. So like the only downside is you can't just one for it and do this, right? Like like with with Ven with with him with the Starwing, you it's a little bit easier, I think, to get off. But that's crazy. So you can boost focus reload if you want. Well, you're not boosting the next turn after that, but yeah. No, you're not. No. It also has a boost into evade. So if you don't, so if you use your vector cannon to rotate or whatever, you could boost evade if you wanted. Um, other than that, it has all the same standard things. It has, it's a trap, but then it has a native juke. <laughs> like, so they go, here, here's Tycho. We're going to give you a free shield upgrade. We're going to give you Prockets and we're going to give you juke. So the shield upgrade is eight points, Prockets is eight points. And Juke is what? Seven. Seven? 
So they gave this Tycho eight, eight, and 23. seven. Huh? 23 points. Yeah, 23 points. Before any of the other upgrades. Then you get something called Shafe Particles. So while defending, you may spend one of your eyeball results at the end of the neutralized step phase to remove a red or orange token. So you can boost, focus, disarm, get your procket back, shoot your procket, and then as long as somebody shoots at you, you can just say, eh, I don't want a shield anymore, uh, or I don't want my um, focus results. I'm going to get rid of my stress token and do it all over again every turn now you're only shooting a four die procket but that's better than a two die shot right like that's just this is insane this card is this card makes me feel this is like bs like somebody made this card right this is a j this is when we do our card <laughs> reveals this is a jj card right here this is jj going oh no, we give not. this yes it is no, when you do your build your own card sometimes you just go <laughs> off the, the off the alex back me up on this does he not have crazy build your own cards sometime where you're like, no, this is stupid. I think everyone has crazy build their own cards and that's why they're not board game designers. But this feels, this feels <laughs> crazy. Like this Tycho has to be five points, right? Like it has yeah, to be. Yeah, I think, I think it has to be five, mainly because uh, the other factor for Rebels is you have ships like, um, uh, the Ewing pilot that can uh, two tubes that can pass over a focus token to Tycho, um, and then Tycho can boost into a red evade uh, for, to have a juking proton rocket attack on you. Uh, or you have Para that can attack and then pass over a focus token over to, to Tycho and do that. Um, or you have Pops that can um, that can give out a focus token to Tycho. There's so many ways to give Tycho a focus token that doesn't require him to uh, use his action that um, that just really enables his ability. On the reverse side, there's also Jin Urso crew that can uh, change tokens into evades as well um, when they're being passed. So that way, you can give Tycho that juke uh, later on if he's already focused and uh, and reloaded. So there's just there's just so many ways for Tycho to to take advantage of that ability. So I think this is definitely has to be a five point ship because he essentially is. Pretty much almost every other turn going to be shooting off that proton rocket. Um, for like the Hera interaction specifically, you absolutely take the evade token with Hera and you just take the focus with Tycho because the focus allows them to shoot the rockets. And then as you're shooting the rockets, then you pass over the evade. That's right. They didn't yep. roll their dice yet. And then you can juke them off of that. Yep. Okay. Is there a world where this is four points? Like a sane world? <sighs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, we've seen crazy things done before, man, at four points, uh, namely the ARC 170s. So, I mean. You can use the ARC 170s as an example of four point ships when we have a bazillion T70s. That's true. Seven that point on. I mean, yep. Five point Seven point Poe. Yeah. I don't know. This, this, this feels like a fake car, personally. Like, this is somebody's. This is like a wet dream if this is four points, you know? Like you get you get oh my god I don't know but yeah like I think you're overrating it a little bit maybe because uh, it's maybe. still a focus on, yeah it's on just susceptible dice. to it's like shooting at range one with a T seventy right you're not gonna hit every four dice every single round like yeah it's, it's uh, I like guess shooting range one and you know with a three die gun with a focus it's not like it's 
super super insane and you have to set up the like the juke things and they still have to be in the bullseye for proton rockets which is you know not hard to do at range one but it's hard to keep getting range one when you can't do your one maneuvers or one heart like you're doing a blue maneuver right to, to clear the stress and that's kind of hard to maintain like a, a bullseye when you have to like two bank every turn yeah I don't know this feels like a really good card though like just off the cuff feels like this is going to get a lot of play also it's worth noting that like chaff particles uh, the focus result is at the end of the neutralize steps so things that mess with focus results like Django would be able to change the focus to a blank so you wouldn't be able to use the chaff particles it's not like while well, you're it's after the neutralize so they can still mod your dice first it's because yeah. there's so many Django's running around here. Just don't loom me in. All right, let's let's keep moving. We're gonna be I here all just night. Just don't juke him because it's the vending. So yeah, just don't juke him. <laughs> all right, the last pilot we have is Colonel Jenden in a tie defender. I think JJ and I debated this a little bit too. JJ, what? What is this tie defender? So let's let's break this one down because this one threw me in for a loop too. So we got an I six Colonel Jenden. Last time we saw Colonel Jenden, he was flying a Lambda shuttle, and I think he was Initiative Four, if I'm not mistaken. But apparently, he got really better at flying uh, once he got into the tie defender. <laughs> it's because of so, Thrawn. So he has a why you defend if you are not shielded, you may change one of your blank results into a focus results. And then he has the chassis ability, Chiss Engineering. While you execute a speed three to five maneuver, you may perform a target lock action. While attacking, if you're not stressed, you may spend one shield to apply the range one bonus. Uh, so he comes equipped with no escape, which we've seen before in the TIE Interceptor. Uh, while you perform a primary attack, if there are more friendly ships than your other enemy ships that range 0 to 1 to the Defender, you may re-roll one of your blank results. Then you have Push the Limits, uh, which is a uh, an upgrade we haven't seen since 1.0. And it reads, after you fully execute a red maneuver or perform a red action, uh, which we'll get to in a second, if you are not strained, you may gain one strain token to remove the stress token. And then it comes equipped with Proton Cannons. And then the last upgrade is computer-assisted handling, which reads, after you fully execute a maneuver, you may spend one charge, non-recurring, to perform a boost or barrel action uh, to round off that list there. Um, this is a bonkers TIE Defender, mainly because not only does it have proton cannons on it, it has a evade into red barrel action if you want to do that, or you could just get the free barrel or boost action from computer assisted handling and still get a token. And then if you're shielded, you can um, you can spend a shield to apply the range one bonus on a proton cannon attack, probably from range three or two, and uh, and yeah. And yeah, probably shoot a double modded proton cannon because you're going to uh, likely have that target lock and you're going to be focused and you're probably going to be double repositioned uh, with the with everything that's on here. Uh, so, yeah, a five die proton cannon shot with this tie defender. It is absolutely nuts. Yeah, you know, just do a 4K and get a double modded five die proton cannon shot. Yeah. Just nuts. Absolutely nuts. 
Yeah, we saw uh, computer assisted handling on uh, Captain Yor as well in the Defender. Yes. So presumably, if there are more Defenders, that'd probably be on there. They all have the Chiss engineering kind of thing. Uh, yeah. It is worth noting that both uh, Jendon and Yor also have the Evade link into a roll. Yes. So you can use push the limit to get a strain instead of the stress. You can do one hards and dump the, uh, the stress instead of strain, or get the strain um, instead of the stress, and then still get an action. You can do it off like the 2K, you know, that defenders have. Bunch of really cool things that you can do with that. So I have a, <clears throat> I, so the, at least push the limit has the, the verbiage in there if you are not strained. Like, at least it's in there so you can't just, like, stack strain on your ship because that would be really broken in my for this chassis in my opinion but okay so this is the, the one of the debates right is you could spend a shield to apply a range one bonus but can you do that on a protan cannon that cannot shoot at range one <clears throat> like there has to be a ruling on that why well, it, do it doesn't have the missile icon cannons are subject to range bonuses Right, you get an yeah. extra one at range one with like a uh, ion cannon. They can if they could shoot range one. They this cannot shoot range one. Right, but they also get the bonuses on defense when they're shooting range three, which you don't yeah, get with Rivel's missile icon. And the other part of it too is that the wording on it for just engineering it says while attacking and not while performing a primary attack. So that does leave it open to include the proton cannons to be a part of this particular. Um, for the range one bonus to be eligible for that. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So every other turn you can literally just throw five proton dice. Yeah, absolutely. Now at I six. The 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 way this these tide defenders are coming up, these are definitely a lot more aggressive tide defenders, not necessarily defensive right because they don't have the ability to get free evades anymore so that means that uh you know they are subject to their green dice being like down right um particularly you know um when you combine it with push the limit if they end up taking a strain down it's a two two defensive die um it's still seven hole uh seven health you know four shields three hole and if it's aggressive and using just engineering's ability to spend the shields it's it's self damaging itself there um, so it can get burned down a lot easier than the other tie defenders that we've seen. So um, this definitely changes the way you would fly a tie defender, I think, because um, you know the the older styles you can tank a little bit more. It can take multiple shots. With this one here, I wouldn't be confident sending it into a scrum where it's going to be facing off against you know, three or four different attackers at the same time and, you know, expect it to survive. Um, it, it's it's definitely really good, especially at I-6, being able to get off that proton cannons, that big shot that could potentially kill a ship. Um, but I don't see this, like, lasting very long in a scrum if it's facing off against multiple attackers. Um, that being said, do you think this will come in at seven points or is this something yes. like at eight? No. Eight oh, at eight? At least. Yeah, nah, I don't think they'll. I don't think it'll come in at eight at all. Yeah, do you think that like Daiko's going to be a five? Or do you do think I at seven? This will come in at seven. Yeah, gross. I don't think that will come in at seven. I yeah, I mean either eight or nine points. 
Okay, but are you going to give... Would you run this over rack? Yes. Okay. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I6, and you're you're shooting potentially five uh, five red dice with a guaranteed conversion on there. With a yeah, super I think, mobile ship I think that's also good at objectives. Yeah. Mm, I don't I don't agree with that. I think it's a seven-point ship. You want a 4K, get a free lock, and hit the button on Scramble? Do or I you have, want it? You have no. computer-assisted handling, so after you do like a five straight, you can then bank boost and then also hit the button on Scramble? That's only once a game. Oh, okay. Still, I mean... Okay, is this better than Lando? Probably. Yeah, I no, no, it's <laughs> No, it's not. It's not better than Lando. You said earlier Lando's a seven. This this can't be an eight. I would Lando's prefer if Lando was an eight. You're the one that said I'm at a seven. <laughs> All right, but you agreed with me. No, I didn't say anything. All right, well, JJ, do you have a Giants hat? Maybe we can make a bet that Alex has to wear a Giants hat for the rest of the <laughs> off for the whole off season. If I'm correct that this comes in at seven. I will say there's a difference between what it comes at and what it should come at. All right, this All is I'm coming in is at seven. It should come at at eight or mm. nine, really. I don't think of the current power meta. No, I, I, I just don't. I don't see it. Is this I agree on, with on the... the rough power equivalent of Defender Vader. <clears throat> is this? Mm, yeah, no, I, I would think so. Mainly because I mean, yes, Vader has his ability to spend a force to guarantee changing up blank into. A hit result right um but he doesn't have the any any defensive buffs right sure yeah he's he can't get the free evade if you're running that version of vader um or you could get the more aggressive version with the tight lead title and do double taps with the cannon and stuff but in terms of pure offense when you're comparing both of them they're both going to be at i6 uh jenden is definitely a lot more maneuverable than vader and with the ability to get that target lock action he's going to likely be double modded across the board uh, for his shots. Even if you're not shooting proton cannons, even if it's just a primary shot, you're likely going to be getting double double modded shots all the time uh, with Jenden. So I would put this almost at the same power level as Vader. Um, don't forget his abilities. Extra force for the, for the, you know, the conversions, but yeah. But don't forget his abilities also defensive because if he has no shields, you can change a blank to a focus. So if he has a focus, That's true. Can, like... Yeah, I guess I guess because you don't have to spend anything to get the free target lock. Yeah, yeah. also you can just do red maneuvers and then just take a strain and get an action instead. Yeah, but if you're taking strain all the time, and getting I guess as long as you're not getting shot at, then you're fine. Yeah, I mean, this this gen will probably be like 4k one bank, one bank, one hard 4k kind of thing like i don't think you're going to be doing three three maneuvers speed three maneuvers every round uh you know you can always just do like a one bank and take the evade and link it to a roll do whatever you need yeah i think the and the i think there is also a downside if you if you if you are out like not getting rid of your strain you can't take the strain and share the stress either if you're not getting shot at or if you so if you 4k 
evade bear target lock evade bear roll and then switch it to a strain and nobody shoots you you have you have to do the blue maneuver so which there's like a two through five straight in the one bang so like it's you can still go fast if you need to but i expect just a lot of like one banks out of the ship and just hit super super hard yeah we'll see we will see all right. Well, that was all of the reveals for this week. Um, I don't know. Oh, they had a scenario card reveal that I guess maybe we'll go over next week. I don't know. I don't feel like going over it tonight. We're at two hours, so I don't feel... How about this? I'm not... <clears throat> I stopped being as interested in scenario... In some of these scenario packs because they're not doing anything with them, right? You know, like, they were... <laughs> It was super fun to put Battle of Yevon on the table, but they're not doing anything turn tournament wise or anything like that. So I don't know. Like it's not as to me, it's not as quite as enticing um, as I'm more excited to get some of these insane pilots, which feel very insane. <laughs> like some of these pilots just feel very, very um, out there aggressive. So. Any passing thoughts, folks? Well, okay, how about this? Before we end, as we wrap up, what was your favorite card reveal so far out of the four? Oh, they're all so cool. <laughs> but which one is your favorite? You got to have a favorite. I don't even think I have a favorite here. Okay. Probably Tycho. I probably fly him more than most. Uh, I think I think Jinden's my favorite, mainly because it, it's one word, and you can guess what that word is. Just mm -hmm. Yeah. Endor. Endor. <laughs> no, it's not Endor. It's Lions. It's the Lions. It's because it's the Lions is in there. Where's Greg? Greg, it's the Lions. It's the Lions. <laughs> uh, yeah, my favorite is Soon's here. So I like that Soon's here. I've always liked putting Suits here on the table, and I know Charles used to hate it back when he was on the podcast years ago. So that was his anti. That was his, that was his Torkel Mux ship that he hated. Even though Torkel Mux sucks worse than. Um, can you imagine if we got a scum pack with Torkel Mux in it? Ugh. Oh, gosh. I'm sure he wouldn't have the ability. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. We're never getting a scum pack, it seems. So maybe someday in future crazy land, we will. So, all right. Well, either which way, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Um, I think next week, Sunday, let me double check my schedule. Uh, what's Sunday next week, the 17th? So next week, Sunday will probably be the last podcast of the year unless our group chooses to do it during the week. So, I mean, it's up to you guys. Do you guys want to take a couple week break and come back in the new year afresh? Um, I know the 24th and the 31st, I'm not going to podcast on either of those days because of family commitments. Um, Same. Yeah, and uh, the other part of that, too, is that there's pretty much no store tournaments or store championships going on around that time. So it just makes sense to, uh, to take the time off around that time. So, um, so next week we will be, will be the last podcast for the year. We are going to take then two weeks off. Um, unless something crazy happens and maybe we'll randomly stream some stuff. Um, we might stream some games during the holidays, uh, for fun. Maybe if, if, <laughs> If we would get a full Battle of Endor release, I would like 
I would take a day where we could just stream silly, crazy stuff like that um, during it. Maybe we could. Maybe we could take some of these pilots and we could put them in the current point system with what we feel they are at and play each other um, during the week. But uh, in terms of the actual podcast, we next week will be our final episode for the year. And then if we do some um, online streaming after that, we might do some of that depending on uh, people's schedules. I have a couple of concerts coming up uh, with the wife and stuff like that in the next couple of uh, weeks. So with that being said, we will be back next week. Bright and early 9 p.m. Eastern 2100 Eastern or 100 UTC. Thank you all. Have a good night and we'll see you on the aftermath.